0: Children see magic because they look for it. Christopher Moore. Hello. So, what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices achieve those things that you so desire. So, tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's episode. I wanted to explore boredom in relationships. That's the topic. And I mean, I'm talking about romantic relationships. So, I am going to assume that we are all familiar with with that rush, that excitement, you know, those full of possibility moments that are felt at the beginning of a romantic relationship. I mean, it's fun, it's exciting, it gives you all sorts of sensations physically and mentally, and they feel really good. But these intense feelings usually don't stay around long term. Not in the same way, at least. And you know what? They're not supposed to. We are not meant to be on a constant high, super stimulated and excited at all times. I mean, our nervous system needs to rest. Now, how much resting? That's up for debate. But anyways, when we talk about romantic relationships getting stale, getting boring, I want you to think about several things. I want you to consider if what you're feeling is really boredom or just getting really comfortable in your relationship. That's the first thing I want you to think about. And and think about boredom. How does that feel like? I mean, when you are bored, usually you're craving stimulation. You want a change. Maybe you become restless or frustrated, uh, perhaps irritable, and you start blaming people or things. And um, maybe even lazy. The flip side is when you become comfortable and you start feeling very settled and relaxed, but maybe there's no novelty. And then we call that boredom. And you know, there's so many elements to this conversation. I mean, the first one I want to bring to your attention is this so-called boredom. Can it be standing stemming from yourself, your personal dissatisfaction? rather than, you know, it being your partner's fault. It's important to reflect on your feelings, your needs, your desires, how you change, and in doing so, you gain a better understanding of what might be contributing to this dissatisfaction in your relationship. And we all are constantly growing. Sometimes it's evident in the way we grow, sometimes it's not. Things are always changing. So I want you to consider different areas of your life. For example, your work life, your career, your personal goals, how you feel about yourself, your body, your self-esteem, your family, your friends. Those are things that really contribute to your relationship is how you're doing with yourself. Your individual growth. Are you pursuing your personal interest? Are you enhancing your personal development. Who are you becoming? What's important to you now? Are you stuck? Are you unsure? When you're in a relationship, both partners have their own sources of fulfillment, of growth, and they impact each other. They impact the relationship. So what do we do? Well, we start off by identifying and then we communicate and we check in on your expectations. You assess if you have needs that have been unmet, uncared for, unaddressed concerns, and you communicate with each other. And yes, as a couples therapist, I have to tell you that the number one area where people get in trouble is with communication, poor communication, inability to communicate for different reasons. That could be like a whole podcast on itself, and I'll get into that another day. But for today's topic, the boredom piece. I also want you to put your attention on the dynamics, the relationship dynamics, which are the patterns, the behaviors that contribute to this so-called boredom, feeling of dissatisfaction, of staleness, of drifting away. There's patterns, behaviors, physical behaviors. There's mental thoughts that contribute to that. And I want you to understand that this is not bad or good, right or wrong. We are humans. And it's complicated enough being in a relationship with yourself. Now you're in a relationship with another person. A romantic relationship As that. It can become very complex. And when you start exploring some of these topics, you're going to come to a place where you're going to have to think harder about your emotions and the disconnect that can happen when you start feeling bored or maybe before you start feeling bored, that diminished emotional intimacy. Now, what is emotional intimacy? Well, it's that place where you feel safe and secure and connected, where you're vulnerable where you can be a real self without judgment, where you feel supported in your dreams, your goals, your fears, your fantasies, where you're not criticized, where you're open. I mean, there's an openness in this space. There's compassion. And there should be reassurance, meaning that it's okay to express this. It's okay to think and feel this way. And that reassurance often comes from your partner. And there's a correlation. Between receiving this reassurance, that safety, that vulnerability, and feeling satisfied in a relationship or not. You can enhance it through, through hugs, through physical touch, through holding hands, through words of reassurance. But the minute you start using silence and shutting people down or shaming them, the disconnect starts happening. And there goes your emotional intimacy. And often what follows is this thing that we call boredom or drifting away from each other. You know, emotional intimacy serves as validation, even when you disagree, when your perspectives are different, each partner's perspective are different, you can still validate each other. You can still support, hold space, and above all, respect each other. Because there cannot be a healthy, fulfilling relationship without respect. So. That is the bedrock of all relationships. You have to respect and honor each other. So if you're feeling some of these things, I guess the next thing is you've identified, okay, maybe it's me, maybe it's the other person, I'm bored, I'm dissatisfied. Okay, so what can you do about it? Again, the first thing you got to do is identify the cause. What has changed? I mean, you, you chose this person. You like them. Something about them attracted you to them physically, emotionally, mentally. Whatever it was, you were attracted to this person, and now you're not. Something changed. Now you find them boring. What happened? Is it the way that you're processing your thoughts? Is it something that they're doing? Is it a little bit of both? That leads to a second thing, which after you identify the cause, got to communicate. And again, this is the number one cause that I see of breakdowns. I mean, not only in romantic relationships, and all sorts of relationships, when people cannot communicate freely to each other. And part of communication is focusing on what's working. It's not bitching and complaining about what's not working and why something is bad or not up to par. It's also letting the other person know why you value them, why they are important, what is working. So it can't be all bad. And that's one of the reasons people get stuck. The next thing I want you to pay attention to is what you're doing. What activities are you doing? How are you bonding? How much time are you spending with this person? What are you exploring that's new, that's novel? I mean, maybe you could take some new classes, a dance class. Maybe you got to pursue different Hobbies, fun matters, novelty matters. This alone can inject so much energy into a relationship. Maybe you got to go back to date night and get fancy and get dressed up and flirt and go to a new place. Perhaps uh, learn a new skill. Maybe take environmental breaks, go for mini vacations, new places. Perhaps you want to be of service and feed spirit and volunteer together. Again, joining together. In novel new experiences. Now, you also, in addition to doing that with your partner, should be seeking out new experiences independently for yourself to pursue your own growth. Because remember, personal development, change, and growth is always happening. So, yes, it is you. Yes, it is both of you. So, there is the couple, and there is you as an individual. And all of it needs to be working at the same time. So if, if you are still not doing something that you wanted to do, or that you had in the back of your mind, or that you're hesitant because of something, and you're holding back, you're not going to show up in the same way of your relationship, because you're not even showing up for yourself in an authentic, full way. With that, I want you to remember To appreciate your partner, to show gratitude that can be through small gestures, compliments, gifts. Everyone wants to feel loved, everyone wants to feel valued. I have not met a person yet that does not like to know that they matter. I mean, especially in today's society where everyone wants to be seen and noticed because there's just so much noise, your partner. And you found each other. You created this romantic relationship. And your job is to remind each other that they matter. You matter. They matter. And, you know, I'm going to jump into now this part of intimacy. Okay. Because I want you to understand that, yes, you have a romantic partner. And intimacy is part of being in a romantic relationship. But intimacy extends beyond sexual activity. It's through deep conversations. It's through active listening. It's the emotional aspects that lead to the physical part. And for this, you got to let go of blame, of resentment, because so many times I come across couples that are stagnant, that are bored, that like the relationship's not working and they blame it on sex. At least that's a big part of it. Does it matter? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, it does, but it's not limited to that. And how do you get there? How do you get there if you can't be emotionally vulnerable? You can't be in the place where you know, you can trust that person and be open with them on your needs and what you like and what you want or how things can shift. I want you to see this relationship that perhaps is boring to you right now through a new set of lens. I want you to be open-minded and explore what's possible. I want you to communicate i want you to start taking small steps at least when it comes to sparking the passion you know maybe you need to start small by i don't know taking showers or baths together or massages or changing your touch or or flirting there's so many things that you can do to keep relationships romantic relationships alive burning full of passion, full of love, always changing, even if you're with someone 20, 30 years, because you're both growing. And when you grow, there's something always new. So if you're attuned to each other's needs and you support each other in that space, you're never going to be bored. It's not going to become bad. If you remember what attracted you to that person, again, respect is key. The ability to let each other expand and hold space for each other that's key. Letting go of resentment and anger, that's super important. I mean, listen, it gets complicated. I understand. And if all these issues still persist or it becomes more complex or you can't figure it out on your own, it certainly is beneficial to seek assistance from a couple's therapist. They can provide guidance, support, strategies tailored to your specific situation. So I do recommend that. I just don't want you to think that because you're bored, it's over. That because the passion is lost, it's over. No, it's not. I I single-handedly can tell you that I have seen so, so many relationships become even stronger if you work them in this manner. So I encourage you to think about my tips for today, how they apply to you, your romantic relationship, what you can do about it, and start taking action. All right. Hope that uh, sparks something in you. Until next week, my friends, think well and be well. I'll catch you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.